This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Not a whole lot. I believe this is uh, Podcast 33. 33. Podcast 33. Yeah. So that's, this is the way we, we roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right definitely. up to the 33. Yeah, all the way up to the 33 and Sweet. then some. So, dude, there's a lot to uh, to be done in this show. Almost too much. And we actually have to be done in, in exactly 40 minutes so that we can catch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the best sitcom on television right now. Ever. It's even better than The Golden Girls. It is far better, far superior to The Golden Girls. It'll be canceled. Yeah, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Check it out, people, on uh, FX. It's the best sitcom I think I've ever seen. Right, and it's on like four times a week. So Seriously, dude, I rank it up there with Sanford and Son. I do. The holy grail. (laughs) So, um, yeah. In conclusion, we uh, need to get down to business right here in Podcast 33. So uh, the first line of business is, uh, do you hear that they might have caught... John Benet Ramsey's killer. Well, they have some guy who uh, came forward, right, and has admitted it. Dude, it's huge news. It's like a, it's all over all the news websites. Well, it could be you know what? Because it was so it was like huge news for three years, and then the the media finally wrung all the interest out of that story, and now it just yeah. flared up again, like well, a, you know, like a hemorrhoid that came back just to haunt you, just well, flaming hemorrhoid sticking out of your ass. The dude. The girl was murdered in like 1996. No one ever called right. her killers, and and everybody totally implicated her her family. They could never prove it, but I was just dude, like, yeah, dude, it was your fucking mom and dad. Well, what actually happened is Joan Bonet, who for people that live in caves, a regular participant. <laughs> she was a regular participant in child beauty contests. Um, she was found beaten and strangled in the family home the day after Christmas. I guess male DNA residue is found in her underwear, but police were never able to report a match. Um, yeah, and as you said before, her parents were Im- implicated in this, but they were never able to prove anything. And her parents, I think her mother died last year. And I have to admit, I'm one of those people. I totally think, you know what, until today, and maybe we'll get into this still after today, I still think it was her fucking dad. Dude, it was either her dad or the brother. But you know what it was? It was, it was a life insurance policy. Think of a life insurance policy on this girl. People usually don't have life insurance policies on their three-year-olds, do they? No, she wasn't a three-year-old. She was like 10. No, wasn't she was she? younger than that. Was she like but six? anyways, but you glossed over the most important aspect of the story. Child beauty pageant star. She was one of those these little girls that the parents... Like and she was younger than ten, dude. She, she was, was probably like, like six or seven, six or eight, or yeah. or. But she'd been doing this circuit for at least like three years or something. So probably since she was five, you know, her parents like slut her up and put a bunch of hairspray <laughs> on her and fucking makeup, you know, this little kid, and then parade her, and then you know, get out there and sing this fucking song. And if you fuck up, no toys for you this Christmas. No, seriously, they were Nazis. Like they forced this girl to compete in all these beauty yeah. pageants. Well, I mean, they. I mean, and, she was warped. Well, and you you see documentaries about this stuff and. And, uh, you know, the little kids are always like, I love it. And see, yeah, because they're brainwashed, you know. Oh, like, it's real hard to fucking brainwash a kid into being into your adult hobby, which is pimping your kid out at these fucking 
beauty child beauty pageants. Well, have you seen uh, Little Miss Sunshine yet? No, I haven't. It's a good movie. But I, I want I, to. I highly recommend it. But they kind aspect. of go into this whole child beauty pageants and they show it's these like artificial ridiculous. freaks. Yeah. And yeah, and this girl was totally one of those. I don't know if you have seen any re- pictures of her, but I mean, she's like dolled up and like outfits bathing suits bikinis and she's got her hair all like done with makeup and everything a five-year-old eight-year-old girl should never have a mini skirt on and i yeah. know there's lots of pictures of john benet ramsey wearing like a cowboy get up with a little jean you know denim mini skirt it's fucking ridiculous so i guess police found no forced entry into their house and there are no suspicious footprints outside her father reportedly carried her body upstairs because she was found in the basement before police arrived which made initial investigation kind of difficult. And they found a garbled ransom note asking for $118,000 for some reason, and which was another unexplained element in the case. But they never proved anything. The parents left Boulder, Colorado under you know increased suspicion. Yeah. And uh, nothing really ever happened with this case up until like yesterday when uh, this guy, John Mark Carr, 41-year-old dude, confessed to the murder in Thailand. He confessed to um, accidentally killing her after drugging her and raping her in right. the home. And but, the reason the reason the police, because, you know, people, crazy people admit to crimes all the time. The reason police believe this guy, apparently, is because uh, he knew things that, you know, the, you know, the cops keep specific details from the public. So they can, you know, if they do think they know somebody who may have done something, they try and get those details that nobody should know from that person. And then it proves that it was them. Yeah, that's well, what they say. I guess this guy was arrested in Thailand, and he had been sending emails and letters to some professor in Colorado confessing to this murder. And as it turns out, now there's like all these recent discoveries about this dude. A lot, yeah. a lot of personal details have been yeah, emerging. It's a media shitstorm. Yeah, it's a total media expect. shitstorm about this guy. And it's coming out that this dude was obsessed with the Ramsey case, Joe Benet Ramsey, and he was obsessed with another. Um, child that was murdered named Polly Class, right? Who was actually murdered in uh, Northern California in Petaluma, and this happened I don't know, like ten years ago or something too. Polly Class is why but, California and then other states followed with the uh, three strikes laws. Yeah, I, I guess for a while, I mean, this dude, like five years ago, he had been living in Petaluma and trying to work, get work as a substitute teacher or something like that. <laughs> And uh, oh, the life of a sub out of work substitute teacher. It's a hard one. So, five years ago, he had confessed to police that he had a letter from the convicted killer of Polyclass, a guy named Richard Allen Davis. And I guess he had been communicating with this guy on a regular basis in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the dude's currently on death row for the killing of Class. And he said that he was researching a book. That he was writing about this guy. He also claimed to have a copy of the 12-year-old girl's uh, death certificate. So this dude, it sounds to me that this dude is just one of those guys who's obsessed with uh, serial killers, child murderers, whatever, what have you. It sounds like he's a glory hound. I don't think he did this murder. I I don't don't think he committed this murder. And even the newspapers at this point are saying, you know, don't jump to conclusions. We're not 100% sure, even though he admitted this. Even though he appears to know details that nobody knew about. Then they're not sure that he did it, which comes back to my point. I still think 
I'm still implicating the father. Maybe this guy was there because apparently he had communication with the uh, Ramses or Benet. Well, no. Is Benet, John Benet her first name or it's is John Benet, Ram- Benet Ramsey? The Ram- Ramses are their, right. that's their surname. But yeah, he had limited communication. They didn't know who this guy was. He had been sending them letters off and on. And I guess he had been sending them letters like throughout the past 10 years while police were investigating this case. They said they've been investigating him for three years, but they could not tie him to the crime. First of all, he, he claimed that he drugged Joan Benet Ramsey, but they didn't find any drugs in her system. He claimed that he had sex with her, but they didn't find any semen on the girl. Right. He said they found some kind of DNA, but they didn't say it was semen. And I think my favorite part about it, he said he had sex with a girl, but they only found a one centimeter vaginal abrasion <laughs> so it's like a one centimeter vaginal yeah, but so apparently pi- this guy's not very uh well hung have you seen the pictures of this guy he's not exactly <laughs> like an image of virility or anything dude he's got to be we should post a picture on the website of this dude but he's like such a creepy looking dude yeah he looks, I mean, he looks like, like something out of patient he looks like something out of a tim burton movie no i mean the guy's got this huge head is really tiny gaunt body and in all those pictures it's like all the type like police officers just kind of holding him up. I mean, yeah, he he's such a he's such a fucking creepy looking dude. Yeah. I mean, th- that's what I find funny is that he was working as a substitute teacher. Apparently, I guess he had been fired like several times. Um one one funny thing I read is that he was teaching at Wilson Elementary School outside of Petaluma. After observing him in the classroom, Principal Bob Rains said he concluded Carr did not know what he was doing at all. And uh subsequently he was fired. The next day, but there there are some other personal details I just kind of want to get through real quick here. I guess he had persuaded a 15 year old girl to get pregnant so he could marry her. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear about that. So this is his uh, wife who divorced him. You know, shortly after he was fired from uh, the schools in Petaluma, and I guess police were investigating the fact that he had kitty porn on his computers. Yeah, That's amazing. what caused him to flee the country and to kind of go through Germany and then eventually where he was caught in Thailand. The haven of pedophiles. But, uh, <laughs> International haven. Uh, his uh, ex-wife, Laura Carr, wrote that her husband specifically set out to get me pregnant so we could marry without parental consent, as is the law in Georgia. Oh, nice, Georgia. Good from the job. South. Uh, on September 1st, 1989, the couple lost twins that they had named Angel and Innocence. Um, <laughs> she wrote in the divorce petition that her husband blamed her for the miscarriage, presumably referring to the death of the uh, two twins. Later, like a few years later, they went on to have three boys in close succession. And listen to their names. John Mark Carr II was born in 1990. Damon Carr was born in 1992. And Seven Exodus Carr was born in 1993. Seems uh, like a bit of a Bible freak. I don't know. The, the dude's a total freak. Apparently, um, <clears throat> after the divorce, um, the, he has a restraining order. He's not allowed to see his kids at all. And so, yeah, he was arrested in Thailand. And um, apparently, he's confessing to this crime. And so, it remains to be seen whether or not he's actually guilty. I'm I'm calling bullshit on this. I think this guy is a glory hound. I don't think he's guilty of this girl's murder. As do I, although I will uh, 
I will uh, put forth another theory that I would buy that he was involved, but it was him and the dad, and the dad was the guy who really did the deed, and this guy was just either there or somehow just involved in the, in the situation. Or, was, or I would also believe that he's just totally full of shit. This guy's full of shit. It was the father and mother who killed JonBenet Ramsey. I'm sorry to clue people in on this, but um, yeah, I'm not, I might not be an investigator. <laughs> But it was the father. This may and just the be a shitty podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> we're laying down the verdict right now. <laughs> Take it from D. Simon, hosts of Sick and Wrong the Podcast. It was John Bonet Ramsey's father and mother who killed her. She's our, uh, the mom's the mom died last year, right? Yeah, the mother died of cancer. So she doesn't last even know year about a this. Couple, it was June, but I don't remember if it was June. I think it was June, June of uh, last year. But All it's right. funny because her family are, are acting like, okay, they're suddenly vindicated from this crime. No more suspicion surrounding them anymore. Yeah. It's this guy. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I just doubt it. But uh, it, it doesn't surprise me, though, that he was caught in uh, Thailand. Because that seems to be like a haven for pedophiles. Yeah, and like I was telling you before, it surprises me that Thailand doesn't try and downplay that more than they do. They're just kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of pedophiles here. Here's one you guys want. We'll give them to you. <laughs> Dude, I read that hundreds of thousands of girls and boys are at work in the sex trade in Cambodia, Indonesia, Thailand, and Vietnam. Some of their customers, mostly older men, surprise, surprise. Mostly probably older American men. Yeah. Commit, uh, well, they commit sadly. their crimes with relative impunity. They walk hand in hand with the underage girls and boys in Bangkok. I guess, Good job, guys. Apparently, nice, nice tourism trade you got there. Apparently, if um, someone is caught molesting a kid in one of these countries, it doesn't matter if you're a U.S. citizen. You're still, um, you, you, if, you're, if convicted, you will be sentenced to 30 years in prison, regardless of whether or not you're in the United States. So apparently the U.S. is trying to crack down on this. But okay. um, in recent headlines, you might have heard that uh, British rock star Gary Glitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was just recently caught for child molestation in uh, Vietnam. And uh, he received a three-year prison sentence. It's but, too bad uh, I like the Gary Glitter music. He only had like that one song. He's got that hockey song, but he has got another yeah, one. Yeah, that song they played all the sports games. But he's got that one, uh, Allo, Hello Kitties or something like that. It's a good song. I haven't even heard that one. I'll have to play it for But you. I guess he paid $2,000 each to the families of the two girls aged 11 and 12, and they agreed to write letters to the court asking for the case to be dropped. Gary Glitter? Yeah. So well, he, we're, he on, tried to, we're on Gary Glitter? No, I'm, just say, I'm just saying that he lived in, uh, you know, he was actively molesting children in uh, one of the Asian countries, well, and you can just pay off the judges there. That's Southeast Asia for you. People. So, yeah. I, I think um, a lot will unfold about this guy, so maybe we will revisit the uh, plight of John Michael Carr. Well, we Carr. have to see if our bet is right or our verdict is correct, even though in my mind there's no question. I don't think there is either. But uh, we need to move along here. Um, let's get on to the articles here for Podcast uh, 33. I think you're up. Yeah, I think, uh, I believe last week, Podcast 32, I'm not sure. I know you received uh, numerous votes. I had the uh, office, uh, the, the scissor the ninja, scissor, ninja, yeah. scissor throwing star ninja. And I had that guy about dad, the uh, stepdad. satanic murderer who was uh, convicted. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, who was convicted and put to death. And I, I, I believe I won because I received at least 20 votes for that. We're kind of uh, half-assed. We haven't really tallied anything because we're so excited about the yeah. season finale of I think It's Always should, Sunny in Philadelphia. I think we should maybe put some kind of tallying system on the website. I would like to do that once I find an extra 10 minutes from you know my rigorous masturbatory schedule. Yeah, and that maybe. Well, people, you know, as, uh, as you know, sick and wrong, the way it works here is uh, Lance and I find articles, and uh, we compete to see who has the most sick and wrong article of the week. 
Uh, listeners vote, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com, and the winner receives a case of MGD. And I'm enjoying my MGD right here for podcast 33. You're welcome. So, um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> since I started, or since you started last week, I think I'm going to have to kick off the, uh, the competition. <laughs> The reason I chose this article is because in recent podcasts, you've been kind of kowtowing to the animal sympathy people. Like, instead of doing articles of where an atrocious act is committed against another human, you've been taking these articles, like the Chinese dog holocaust, and, and playing to people's sympathy for animals. Hey, don't judge my methods. No, I'm saying it, it works. It's it a works. proven fact that most people on the internet, most people listen to podcasts, are lonely losers in their basement, on their computer, who don't have any human companionship, but they always have pets. So I'm just... Playing to the base. I, I can see. I, I I think it's kind of a base ploy, but I, I, I've seen it work. No, <laughs> I'm no, talking seriously. about my sick and wrong base. Not yeah. Okay, keep <laughs> well, going. I was kind of shocked a couple podcasts ago where I did an article about a pedophile who started his own church where he was smoking pot and raping boys. You did an article about the Chinese Holocaust where uh, of dogs where yeah. they were killing a bunch of dogs. And you received like 30 votes for that. I think I received five. All right. Well, you'll be happy to know that my article this week has nothing to do with animals. So you can go with whatever your animal story is, and we'll see if the tables are turned, and this will prove the theory. Well, I, I actually think that um, the tables will be turned this week here. All right. We'll so see. Uh, l- l- let me get this headline off here. Bees build nest in starving dog. <laughs> God, I can see people out there already crying. Tears are welling up in their eyes. So this article happened in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Um, I guess uh, police chief Dennis McMaster has seen a lot of horrible things in his long career as a police officer. You know, he, wor- he works in Pennsylvania. Yeah, a lot of horrible, horrid place. A lot of, yeah, a lot of horrible acts occur there on a regular basis. But he says nothing was more shocking than seeing bees flying in and out of an open tumor in the side of a Labrador named Merrick. Apparently, um, the insects had built a nest in the nine-year-old yellow Labrador retriever found June 26 by a uh, letter carrier um, in uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Uh, Officers who responded to the report found a dog so emaciated that its rib cage was in plain view. It could barely stand up. Its breathing was labored. It was literally just skin and bones. Well, and a giant beehive tumor. (laughs) It had a tumor on its side that was just like a festering wound that bees just kind of made a hive out of you know though maybe this is more of a symbiotic thing so this animal's all weak and starving and then when other animals come and try and attack it you know the bees come out and house them <laughs> you know it, maybe I, I could see that working but i think it could also work for the bees it's just like hey dude uh, we, we we you know we have a uh, a hive here that's mobile it's right like a mobile hive yeah you know they, they you can just move go around from flower from bed to, to flower area. bed and yeah it, it totally works for them fucking lazy bees <laughs> The uh, township animal control officer. It's kind took... of like a BRV. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but um, bum. The township animal control officer took the dog to the humane society. The next day, Merrick unfortunately died while en route to a veterinarian appointment. I guess the investigation is on right now because police are planning on filing charges of animal cruelty against the dog's owner, a guy named John Schaefer, thirty-one years old. 
McMaster says the first degree misdemeanor count carries a maximum sentence of two years in prison, which I think is actually uh, just in this case. Are there added, uh, you know, circumstances because of the beehive or just because of just maltreatment in general? I think it's just for purely for neglect. Okay. It's a misdemeanor cruelty charges against animal cruelty. Uh, McMaster says it was so obvious the horrible suffering that this animal went through. Apparently, uh, in an interview they had with Schaefer, he admitted that he had left the dog behind at his apartment while he stayed elsewhere. In a statement to police, he denied not feeding the dog and said he stopped by on a daily basis to see how it was doing. Yeah, dude, you know they say, like, dog is man's best friend. And I've had friends, and uh, you know what happened? This guy got a girlfriend, and if you ever had a good friend who gets some girlfriend and you never fucking see the guy. He and then you disappears. And you complain. You're like, dude, you never hang out anymore. And he's like, I see you all the time. What, what are you talking about? And you're like, dude, it's been fucking two months since we hung out. That's like, that's what this guy's all about. He's like, I go over there all the time. And the dog's Kinda, like, fuck it, that, dude. It's funny, though, that he's like so bold-faced lying here. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, how can he... How can he Go in front of like, you know, being interviewed by a police officer and be like, uh, you know, your dog completely emaciated, skin and bones, tumor on its side with a beehive inside of it and say, no, I fed the dog every day. I checked in on him. <laughs> we played fetch. He just we threw the like, frisbee around. <laughs> he just doesn't like the Purina I'm feeding him, and I'm not going to give him anything better than that. You know, I, I tried to make him eat. Uh, the, the chief of police has a necropsy at the uh, Animal Diagnostic Laboratory determined that the tumor was benign and the dog actually died from uh, starvation and dehydration. It was benign? <laughs> it was benign. Um, he said that officers were only able to identify the dog as a Labrador retriever by looking at its head. Uh, initially, they thought it was an Ethiopian child. <laughs> they're going to feed it to Sally Struthers, but then they're like, no, no, it, it's a dog. It's yeah, a dog. That's way too, that's a horrible fate for a dog to be yeah. fed to Sally Struthers. It, it would be horrible. So uh, Schaefer, the dog's owner, told officers he did not have the money to take the dog to a veterinarian, but he said he intended to have the dog euthanized as soon as he could pay for it. Does he sound like a real winner? You'd think he'd make enough money at the gas station <laughs> to take care of his fucking dog. Or, you know, they'd have some rat poison at the gas station. I, ju I just it. think it's funny. It's just like, yeah, I was planning to kill the dog all along. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess Saving my pennies and saving my dimes. <laughs> I guess he used to live with a uh, his uh, former wife who, who left him. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Karen Schaefer said that the dog had the tumor all along but was well-fed when she left her husband and moved out of the apartment last April. Uh, the police chief also added that the landlord gave officers photographs she took showing feces all over the furniture and the walls of the apartment, and the floor and carpeting of the apartment was stained with urine and blood. Yeah. It's a wonder that his wife left him. Yeah. I don't know. You know. I like that this is a rental. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's the, type of place that, that's the type of place that I would rent and just walk into and be like, what the fuck happened here? And I the just, landlord would just be like, what are you talking about? I just think it's kind of funny that they, it's like, you know, this guy's like, yeah, I don't even care about the security deposit. Fuck it, dude. I'm just going to leave the shit on the wall. So this guy just lied and said he was feeding the dog. My my defense would be, I would try to go in there and feed the dog, but I kept getting swarmed with bees every time I entered the apartment. It's not I, my I, fault. I, could, I couldn't do anything about it. There was a hive on. I'm I tried not a to, beekeeper. I tried to slip some bologna slices under the door. <laughs> he would just go over there and get some honey. <laughs> Take off. 
So, um, all in all, through ignorance and neglect, this dog died a horrible death, and John Schaefer will pay for it. Seriously, dude, I hope this guy goes to prison for two years, and when he's in jail, they're going to be like, so what are you in for? Ah, be neglecting my dog. It had a fucking beehive in it. Sorry. Yeah. And his giant 320-pound uh, you know, homosexual cellmate's going to be like, reminds me of Fluffy. <laughs> Fluffy. You kill Fluffy. <laughs> my furry now buddy. I'm going to rape you. <laughs> And we can only hope. We yeah. can only hope. So on the sick and wrong scale, you know, it is an emaciated, neglected dog with a beehive growing inside of its tumor. I'm going to have to give it a 7.7. Cancer, bees, and starvation gets uh think a of 7. The, think of poor Fluffy. Nine five fluffy, furry yeah, buddy. I know, I know, I know. All right. Dude, don't fucking try that shit on me. <laughs> I invented that move. <laughs> 7.9. <laughs> Listen to this, Mr. Animal Cruelty over here. Advocate for PETA. Well, we'll see. There's we'll... some hot chicks in PETA, man. Yeah, it's always good to go. And they're always getting ass. naked for, like, animal rights, which I'm totally for. Not animal rights, but just the nudity. No, they're, when they're, they're protesting, yeah, the like, nudity furs I'm or whatever, they're always showing their breasts. Right. Yeah, it's kind of cool, but you know showing those girls are hairy. Yeah. You know those girls are hairy. They hey, don't shave. Fur ain't just for animals. No, dude. Or is it? I think they say Buckwheat it is. Buckwheat in but... a headlock for that. <laughs> Seriously. A leg lock. Fucking bush. Wolf pussy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see what you have for, uh, for Podcast 33. All right, this story just cracks me up, and there's no animals involved at all. Uh, For a change. uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, an 85-year-old Fountain City, which I guess is near Knoxville, the Fountain City man lost two fingers, has cuts all over his arms, and a fractured skull after being attacked with a hatchet, wait for it, at his yard sale. (laughs) (laughs) At his garage sale. Yeah, so this 85-year-old guy, you know, trying to make a couple extra bucks to buy some, I don't know, porn or something, you know, selling his old crap that nobody wants in his, out in his yard or in his garage and the or whatever. the things he receives is a hatchet yeah. to the head. I sometimes think these old people, ju- they just really have yard sales so people will come and talk to them because nobody wants to fucking talk to an 85-year-old guy. But, you know, if they sell some stuff, somebody might come by and be like, and be like hey, uh, how, much, how much do you want for this uh, toaster cozy? So you, you think he's having this garage sale for attention? Probably, but he got more attention than he wanted. Um, From so, axe-wielding maniacs. Yeah, so he, got, he, had, he lost two fingers, all cut up, fractured skull. Uh, his son says uh, that uh, the gentleman, the assailant, uh, wanted to purchase a coat that dad ha- his dad had hanging in the garage. Um, uh, the dad reached for the coat. And this guy reached for a hatchet, I guess, which was also maybe for sale or maybe just in the garage and just started whacking the shit out of him. <laughs> while he was getting the coat? Right, while he was getting the coat. I don't know. For what reason? What yeah. provoked him? It pro- he probably uh, had a little price tag on it that was like $2.50. I don't know why the guy felt the need to <laughs> to attack the guy and steal the coat. $2.25, goddammit. So Harley Tapp, who's this old dude, says, uh, he hit me, he hit me. I've got an artificial eye on the right side, and that that side was where I was getting the licks. I could, <laughs> getting the licks. I couldn't dodge. I was just holding still for another. I reckon. <laughs> 
which the implication there is if he could see out of his uh what right eye his, yeah he would have just he would have kicked this guy's ass he would have been able to i don't dodge. believe i think yeah. this all guy's out of his mind i don't know maybe maybe harley was a former axe wielding maniac and the guy yeah. was using he his knows axe the moves <laughs> maybe that's a good point because yeah. harley did have an axe yeah you know um, and, uh, so Harley Tapp said he actually saw this guy at the yard sale a few times during the day. So he was like this shady yard sale loiterer or something like that. When you see somebody loitering around your shitty yard sale, that should, you know, make Clue you a little, you in make on, you a little and something's awry. Yeah. I, I just wonder, do you think this guy was planning this? This is premeditated. He's like, I'm going to pick up this hatchet and chop up that old man. Well, I mean, what? Like this old guy announced his yard sale fucking two weeks in advance? I don't think so. I think no, just, but I mean, he was loitering. I think this guy's an opportunist. Oh, yeah, that day, I think. Yeah, he, that it was, day. He was playing. He, he was like looking at the blue jacket. Oh, I love that blue jacket, but I don't, have, I don't have a dollar seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the old guy goes off on Did some... Did he die? The old guy? No. Yeah. He actually goes off on one of those just bullshit things that like old people do. Like, it just brought to my attention how many friends I have that have come to see me in the hospital and it makes me feel good. So he's blah, recuperating blah. in a yeah. hospital. Yeah, but okay. this is this is Gray's part. Here's the punchline of the story. They didn't find the guy. He's on the loose. <laughs> they didn't even catch the dude, the yeah. axe-wielding maniac? No, so in addition to the blue jacket, uh, the guy stole the $25 that the old man had made <laughs> from the yard sale. And and he took his uh, dark gray 2000 Dodge Caravan. Dude, people undermine the hazards of having a yard sale. Really? Seriously. No, they do. You got to have security, man. Yeah, like, or something. You know, our a friend, shotgun. Like our friend Big Jeff. If I was going to have a yard sale in Oakland, I don't want J- Big Jeff here to keep keep the peace. I would even have a yard sale in Oakland. Well, you're right. So <laughs> the point is moot. But uh, so here here here's the... They describe the man. Listen to this. He's in his... Early to mid thirties, weighs about one hundred and fifty pounds, and has bushy black hair. <laughs> D <Very> Simon, <laughs> it could actually be me. Where were you last week? I'm, I'm, dude. I'm in my uh, early to mid thirties. I have bushy black hair, dude. I'm checking. I weigh about one hundred and fifty pounds. I'm checking your closets for a blue jacket, <laughs> an old man jacket. <laughs> Don't turn me in, okay, Wackerly? I won't turn you in. I just want some of the 25 bucks. <laughs> maybe, I'll buy, cut. maybe I'll buy beer for podcast uh, 34. All right, that'd be all right then. So on the sick and wrong scale, um, you know, this this old man was... He he was benevolent, benign old man. I mean, th- this guy was harmless. Let me go back to the beginning though. This guy he's is missing fingers on both hands, and he like got a his skull was fractured. We're you know, we're making light, but he was actually got the shit, he was fucked up, shit chopped yeah. out of him. God, dude. I mean, he chopped off fingers. Yeah, the dude was probably trying to put his hands protect his skull. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I wonder if the dude was trying to decapitate him. I don't know, man. I wonder what the other people, the other shoppers were doing at the yeah. garage sale. They just ran away. The first sign of <laughs> trouble. Like, oh, shit. I'm getting I'm, out of here. I'm putting this thermos down. Yeah. I don't even want to buy it anymore. Or they just took off of the thermos. <laughs> they saw their chance. Well, on the sick and wrong scale, I'm going to have to give that, I don't know, man, like an eight. Really? I was going to go like a seven because it's not that sick, but it's real funny. I don't think it's as sick as a dog with a beehive growing No, that's much sicker, but this is much funnier. It, it is funnier. But you know what? People can vote. We invite the uh, Sick and Wrong audience to vote. Sick and Wrong podcast at uh, hotmail.com.
Well, we need to uh, wrap up this podcast uh, real quick. I want to get through this article that um, uh, a good friend of the podcast sent us. The Detail Fiend. He's a guy from uh, England, a big fan over in England, and occasionally he sends us some uh, choice articles. Here. How are you, governor? <laughs> <laughs> so this story is from England's Metro newspaper. Uh, this just recently happened August 10th, and um, he just thought the uh, article was amusing, so he's sending it in here to uh, Sick and Wrong. Listen to this headline. Boyfriend broke girl's leg in penis pump row. Those Eng- the- Seriously, dude. Like a fight. A row means a fight. Over yeah. There. Like, yeah. The- those English really can write a good headline. Yeah. That's good. So a thug broke his girlfriend's leg after he asked her to buy him a penis pump on the internet, and the transaction failed. Apparently, Darren Colliver, 30 years old, flew into a rage when Louise Franklin told him the penis pump would not go through on her visa card. (laughs) He threatened to beat her up when she got home. She did not go home that night because she was so scared. The next day, Miss Franklin, aged in her 20s, bought Colliver his favorite cake to placate him because, you know, she felt ashamed. Cake, she cakes and him. penis pumps. This is guy's two <laughs> well, interests. <laughs> she felt ashamed that she couldn't buy him the penis pump. But when she arrived, he smashed a drawer onto her legs and poured shampoo into her eyes and mouth. <laughs> God, I wish we had more time to discuss he, this. He then threw her on the floor, breaking her leg. When Miss Franklin was in the hospital, Colliver... So, you know, she suffered from this. And when she was recuperating in the hospital... Colliver moved the controls on her electric bed to hurt her even more. Electric so, bed? Like no, a I guess craft she was in like an electric yeah, hospital bed, and he was like oh, fucking right. with the controllers just yeah. to even like I got you it. know I got further it. Add, further harm her here. So um apparently she pressed charges against him and Colliver admitted grievous bodily harm, actual bodily harm, criminal damage, and common assault. He will be sentenced later this month. So um yeah. Detail fiend, you're gonna have to send us a follow up article to this. Why what is a bastard, why, dude? Why is Louise with this tiny dick motherfucker, anyways? Just dude, it's, that, it's the battered wife syndrome. All right, you know she, she's probably fat. If you're gonna be battered, at least be battered by somebody with a huge cock. Yeah, well, he was gonna pump it up. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. All right. Well, anyway, uh, Detail Fiend, thank you for sending that article. And people, we invite everyone to send articles to us because we'll discuss them here on the show. Sick wrong podcast at hotmail. Dot com, But um, as we mentioned before, we need to cut this podcast short because we have to watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is the best sitcom ever created. So uh, make sure you stay tuned next week for uh, Podcast 34. But for now, here's a great song about vaginas. Till next week, take it sleazy. Thank you. Good night. Some of them are hairy. Some of them are bald Some are kinda scary And this is what they're called Vagina strong but big or small I love them all that's why I sing my song the
and fish and such Some smell like a summer's eve Cause they've been douched too much In the moon. 